Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 51. Eternal mind the potter is, and thought the eternal clay. The hand that fashions is divine, his works pass not away. Man is the noblest work of God, his beauty, power, and grace, immortal, perfect as his mind, reflected face to face. Hymn 51. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, 
and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Remember Your Spiritual Perfection. The readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. From the Bible, Psalm. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Genesis. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name be any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will Make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. Ephesians Put off Concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Matthew, 
And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Ye have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. Christian science is absolute. It is neither behind the point of perfection or advancing towards it. It is at this point and must be practiced therefrom. Unless you fully perceive that you are the child of God, hence perfect, you have no principle to demonstrate and no rule for its demonstration. By this I do not mean that mortals are the children of God, far from it. In divine science, man is the true image of God. The divine nature was best expressed in Christ Jesus, who threw upon mortals the truer reflection of God and lifted their lives higher than their poor thought models would allow. Thoughts which presented man as fallen, sick, sinning, and dying. The Christ-like understanding of scientific being and divine healing includes a perfect principle and idea, perfect God and perfect man as the basis of thought and demonstration. If man was once perfect but has now lost his perfection, then mortals have never beheld in man the reflex image of God. The lost image is no image. The true likeness cannot be lost in divine reflection. Understanding this, Jesus said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. The foundation of mortal discord is a false sense of man's origin. To begin rightly is to end rightly. Every concept which seems to begin with the brain begins falsely. Divine mind is the only cause or principle of existence. Through trope and metaphor, the revelator, immortal scribe of spirit and of a true idealism, furnishes the mirror in which mortals may see their own image. Insignificant figures he depicts the thoughts which he beholds in mortal mind. In science, we are children of God, 
But whatever is of material sense or mortal belongs not to his children. For materiality is the inverted image of spirituality. Love fulfills the law of Christian science and nothing short of this divine principle understood and demonstrated can ever furnish the vision of the apocalypse. Open the seven seals of error with truth or uncover the myriad illusions of sin, sickness, and death. Under the supremacy of spirit, it will be seen and acknowledged that matter must disappear. The revelator was on our plane of existence, while yet beholding what the eye cannot see, that which is invisible to the uninspired thought. This testimony of Holy Writ sustains the fact in science that the heavens and earth to one human consciousness, that consciousness which God bestows as spiritual, while to another, the unillumined human mind, the vision is material. Accompanying this scientific consciousness was another revelation even the declaration from heaven, supreme harmony, that God, the divine principle of harmony, is ever with men, and they are his people. Thus man was no longer regarded as a miserable sinner, but as the blessed child of God. Why? Because St. John's corporeal sense of the heavens and earth had vanished. And in place of this false sense was the spiritual sense, the subjective state by which he could see the new heaven and new earth, which involved the spiritual idea and consciousness of reality. This is scriptural authority for concluding that such a recognition of being is and has been possible to men in this present state of existence that we can become conscious here and now of a cessation of death, sorrow, and pain. This is indeed a foretaste of absolute Christian science. Take heart, dear sufferer, for this reality of being will surely appear sometime and in some way. There will be no more pain, and all tears will be wiped away. When you read this, remember Jesus' words, the kingdom of God is within you. The spiritual consciousness is therefore a present possibility. All the real is eternal. Perfection underlies reality. Without perfection, nothing is wholly real. All things will continue to disappear until perfection appears and reality is reached. We must give up the spectral at all points. We must not continue to admit the somethingness of superstition, but we must yield up all belief in it and be wise. When we learn that error is not real, we shall be ready for progress, for getting those things which are behind. 
Jesus beheld in science the perfect man who appeared to him where sin in mortal man appears to mortal. In this perfect man, the Savior saw God's own likeness, and this correct view of man healed the sick. Man is never sick, for mind is not sick, and matter cannot be. The false belief is both the tempter and the tempted, the sin and the sinner, the disease and its cause. This well to be calm in sickness, to be hopeful is still better. But to understand that sickness is not real and that truth can destroy its seeming reality is best of all. For this understanding is the universal and perfect remedy. Man is as perfect now and henceforth and forever as when the stars first sang together and creation joined in the grand chorus of harmonious being. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 412. O dreamer, leave thy dreams for joyful waking. O captive, rise and sing, for thou art free. The Christ is here, all dreams of error breaking unloosing bonds of all captivity. He comes to bless thee on his wings of healing, to banish pain and wipe all tears away. He comes anew to humble hearts, revealing the mounting footsteps of the upward way. Hymn number 412. 
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has a wealth of the very finest Christian science literature anywhere to read, study, and listen to, and some other writings by Mrs. Eddy that you may not have known about, and also writings by students who lived in her home and were daily taught directly by her. So browse through the website there is never a charge, it's all free. Our goal is to share this, these teachings with all who will live it and use it to bless all mankind. Actually, we have a total of 17 different websites in a variety of languages so that people all around the world can hear the truths of pure Christian science in their own language. We won't be having our monthly Saturday morning Bible studies during July and August, but they will start up again in September. This might be a good time to catch up on some Bible studies you may have missed or would like to hear again. They're all on our church website under the This Week's Lesson tab. There are also archived roundtables there too, if you'd like to listen to some of those. It's all great stuff. And they're also on our YouTube channel as well. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion, and they will continue during the summer. This is where we discuss different as aspects of our weekly lesson and other current, current topics, and learn how to a better understand and to live Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the round table, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us at both of these, the round table at 10 and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school isn't limited to those who live in and around Plainfield. Many of the students call in on a dedicated telephone teleconference number from out of state. So if you have a child who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number and they can attend by phone too. We are always happy to welcome them. And we also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. 
more than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian Science. Pilar, New York. Pilar from New York, go ahead please. Hi, good evening. I just want to express my gratitude um, for a healing that I had um, just a day ago. I woke up with severe abdominal pain and um, frankly I was very scared. So um, I couldn't even think about reading or anything like that. So um, I called the practitioner. She suggested that I um, listened to the website, different readings, as well as the YouTube. I have to tell you, it, it's such a gift, such a wonderful gift to have those readings uh, available, especially when, when your mind cannot concentrate or you're distracted. It brings you back to the truth, to love. And um, I was listening to um, Lisa's of Healing by uh, Peter B. Ross, and it, it just blew me out of the water. Um, I, in a few hours, I felt uh, really better. The pain subsided, and I was able to continue with my day. I am so grateful for this church and for all the services that they provide um, for anybody to listen to. It's been many times that at the wee hours of the morning, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, when I cannot sleep, I tune into one of the readings or uh, or the Wednesday readings, and, and it, I find it so comforting and so healing. Um, I love the readings today. Thank you, Florence, for those wonderful readings. This I, I uh, copy it and I'm going to keep it and go back to it because there's some things there that really were calling my name. Thank you very much for all the um, workers at the church that uh, you know offer this service. Thank you so much for the practitioners. Thank you for everything. Thank you for Christian Science and Mary Baker Eddy. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm very happy to be here tonight. 
uh, around the time that I first discovered the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church on YouTube, uh, I was at one of the lowest points in my life, just very anxious, um, focused on negative things, uh, no energy, no appetite, and I just felt like I forgot what it was like to be happy. Um, I'm so grateful to have been led to this church. It has changed my life. I've experienced many positive changes and amazing healings. I'm grateful to have grown in my understanding of Christian science. Uh, during the past few months, by working with my patient-loving practitioner and learning so much from everyone, uh, hearing testimonies, the roundtable discussions, and the countless articles posted on the website, um, it's such an amazing feeling to know what we really are. Um, the true image of God. And our main purpose is to uh, love each other and focus on our personal relationship with God. Uh, Florence, thank you for the beautiful readings tonight. Uh, thank you to my practitioner, and thank you to everyone who has made this meeting possible. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please. Yes, hello. And thank you for the very inspirational readings tonight. I was reminded the other day of a wonderful demonstration that I had many years ago. When I looked down at my hand one evening to discover the diamond was gone from my wedding ring. On that particular day, I'd been cleaning the attic, cleaning the house, packing donations of clothing and household items, and all day back and forth from the house to the garage, all over the place. So the temptation to look to my human understanding and try to retrace my footsteps seemed ridiculous at best. As I was accustomed to, I became quiet and listened for ideas from God. This was calming, and I slept peacefully without worry that night. The next day... I looked with a flashlight through the grass and walked through the attic, looking in the obvious places on the floor, all to no avail. All the while knowing, though, that although it seemed like something was lost, all is known to God, or the one mind. When we silence the material senses, the human fears, the human suggestions, we can hear the still, small voice that points us in the right direction. I went about my other daily duties knowing that I would be guided. The next morning, the thought came to call the insurance company and report the diamond. But this was not in keeping with my affirmation that nothing, no idea, could be missing. I stuck to my guns, and as I was going about the afternoon, the thought came to look in the refrigerator. I had actually already looked in the refrigerator, but I went back again, and as I opened the door, my eyes zeroed in on the butter dish, which I lifted, only to find my diamond underneath of it on the glass shelf. I am so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us Christian science, for God's ever-presence, and for the many proofs I have had of his perfect love and care. Thank you very much, and good night. Thank you. Bruce. Uh, 
Uh, thank you, Florence, for those wonderful readings. One of the things that you read at the very beginning from the Psalms was, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. And uh, I'd like to add some uh, gratitude of praise this evening because of a blessing that my wife and I received recently. We actually had been doing some traveling and we had finished our business and the day came for us to leave. And so we got up in the morning, got into our rental car and took off for the airport and only to find out that our flight had been canceled. And apparently this is something that has been doing quite a bit. They couldn't find enough employees of the airline to staff the flight, so they canceled the flight. So my wife arranged for the next uh, best thing, which was the next flight that they could offer us, but it wasn't gonna happen for quite a number of hours later. So we were at the airport waiting a number of hours for our next flight. And it reminded me of an experience that I'd had quite a few years ago when a group of us in the church was planning to do some traveling. And we got to the airport and then flights got rearranged and we were there at the airport numerous hours. But during that time, our teacher who was with us at the time gave us some prayers or watches to work with, which we did. And even though we were at the airport through most of the night, we weren't tired because of those prayers and watches that we were given to work with. So remembering that experience, I says, what do I have to be grateful for here? And the number one thing that came to my mind was that we have God's presence. And that's a wonderful thing to be grateful for. And another thing happened was our son had given my wife an access to a lounge at the airport, so we had some comfortable places to sit. And in the lounge they had a fully stocked uh, food buffet bar, which we could help ourselves to for free. We definitely did that. So we had some things to be grateful for. But even more important than all of that, we had the presence of God to be grateful for. And I, would, I could say, we did not have gratified human will. We were denied that. We would have preferred to leave on our originally scheduled flight. But the one thing we did have was gratitude to our God. And as a result, it was a pleasant time at the airport. And we did catch the next flight. And we did get back home, which we definitely needed to do. And we were able to do the things that we needed to do the next day, all just as fine. So we're grateful. And I'd like to finish with one thing that is from our Love is the Liberator magazine. It's a poem by Clarence Chadwick, and it talks about this wonderful God who is ever with us. And he said, He who hath made thee whole will heal thee day by day. He who has spoken to thy soul has many things to say. He who hath gently taught yet more will make thee know. He who so wondrously hath wrought yet greater things will show. He loveth always, faileth never, so rest on him today forever.
Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. My first gratitude is for the service, the music, and the readings, and the testimonies. I am happy to be here with all of you. In Science and Health, on page 495, Mary Baker Eddy talks about a clear sense and calm trust that life is harmonious, eternal. Trust is found everywhere and what in what we study here and also our hymns. Learning to love God more and trust in his love spills into all areas of my life as his worker, student, and child. A change in behavior is unfolding for me where I am learning to wait on God for his inspiration before almost everything I do now, even writing this testimony. I cannot express how wonderful this is. This waiting on God did not happen in a wink of an eye, but gradually. My practitioner started me out by telling me to slow down, think about poise, and don't jump ahead of God or lag behind. So I practiced and practiced and will continue to practice. Part of waiting for inspiration involves the order in which things are done. And sometimes the order that comes to me now surprises me, but it always turns out right. So I give thanks to my patient and kind practitioner, this magnificent church family, Mary Baker Eddy, and her unprecedented, tireless work in bringing Christ's Christianity to mankind, and our dear Heavenly Father, King of the Universe. Thank you. Thank you. Misha Ela from Canada. Go ahead, please. Hello, good evening. It is my desire tonight to thank all of you, dear people at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, for your dedication and for inspiring me to not only read, but also live Christian science. Lately, I had um, two instances where I instantaneously felt deep joy. And I had, I had those, those instances before, but now I am able to accredit this to God, to the divine mind in action. Through all I learn here and here, and it's getting easier to, as I said, not only read, but apply this to my life, to acknowledge that all good comes from God, and that all good that I experience is divine mind in action. 
sometimes also I I got get those messages where you think where I think I should do this or that. Sometimes I pay attention, sometimes not. But now I also learn that this is that this is God talking to me and that I should listen. And sometimes if I don't listen and after something happens and I say, oh, I had this message, but I didn't listen. So now I acknowledge that, that I need to listen more and be more obedient. And all this comes to what I hear from you all. I'm now going into the world with more understanding that I can apply Christian science and I'm grateful to be able to go out and to take with me divine mind and try as good as possible to be a good reflection of it. I thank Mary Baker Eddy for all she did, Jesus Christ, for showing us the way, and God, and all of you, thank you so much. Have a good evening. Thank you. Gary. I was attracted to this church many years ago because there was a Christian science practitioner in this church, a very clear, very strong, very loving practitioner in this church who healed. She raised people from the dead. She healed people in the last stages of cancer. And she healed everything through Christian science treatment. Some of those healings were very quick and some of those uh, took a long time. And I learned from her that sometimes a quick healing is not what I need. Sometimes I need to change my thought in order to be more useful to God. So I'm grateful to have learned that Christian science does indeed heal, and whether I am healed slowly or quickly is really kind of up to me and my relationship with God at the time. So I'm grateful for the quick healings and I'm also grateful for the slow healings and the lessons that I learned. Lessons that brought me closer to God, lessons that brought me closer to knowing who I really am and what my life purpose really is. And those are lessons that are invaluable. Those are the most important lessons anybody can learn. Jesus healed 10 lepers as they passed by, but only one of them came back to give gratitude for his healing and to find out more about what it was that healed him. You have to wonder whether the other nine really were blessed, really learned anything from their quick healing. Well, God knows what we need, and I'm grateful that Christian science 
uncovers whatever needs to be uncovered, uh, changes what needs to be changed, and heals everywhere, everything. So I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering this science of Christianity, for proving it to herself, and then writing it down as God revealed it to her, so that all mankind can be blessed by it. And that is why we are here. So I'm grateful. Thank you, Florence, for the fine readings tonight. I'm grateful to be here with everyone. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for the service this evening and the inspiring readings tonight on our spiritual perfection and also for all the wonderful testimonies. Tonight, I especially wanted to give gratitude for the beautiful music in this church, for our solos and the hymns that we're blessed with during our services on Wednesdays and Sundays. My heartfelt gratitude to our organist, to our soloists, and to the members of the chorus who so beautifully and lovingly perform their choral selections on Sunday. It stirs the heart and the soul, and it always feels a little like a piece of heaven to me, bringing joy, comfort, and healing. I often find myself humming them throughout the week, and I listen to them often. It was mentioned during a recent roundtable that whenever you're feeling that you can't think clearly, to get out the hymnal and to start singing. Many times I have turned to the hymnal when I'm feeling unsettled about something, or I've listened to the music from our services, and it has never failed to lift me up. Every aspect of our services are indeed God-ordained. They sustain us, enrich us, and give us strength. I'm so very grateful for all that we are given in this church that feeds us with the truth that meets our every need. I'm so grateful to God and Christ Jesus and to Mary Baker Eddy for this science. I'm so very grateful to my practitioner for her steadfast and loving support and for being a member of this church. Thank you very much. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for the weekly Bible lessons and the roundtable that provides the practical understanding of the Bible and science and health go with each week. I'm very grateful to be here learning how to pray about the weather and to bless others. Many previous testimonies oh, uh, came to my mind recently when I was um, watching a worker outside, she was a yard worker outside my house and it had been a very hot day and uh, it had been uh, overdue, the cutting of the grass and it had been a, rain, a rainy week and so it was really not going smoothly and this made the procedure very difficult and she's uh, temporarily running the business herself and she's a young grandmother and does most of this work herself. And I could see she was having a challenge this year. So I found, caught myself feeling sorry for her. But then going back and remembering all these testimonies of how people blessed others 
through their prayers, I, I turned this thought around very quickly. And I also remembered a recent demonstration that I had had of a task that seemed impossible to me at the time. I felt this same law that was in operation for me was true for her, that the power of God um, over any material condition um, could be proven. I remembered things I was told by my practitioner about praying for when people come into your home, and I knew it was my job to bless her and think God-like thoughts regarding her. I did offer her some, did give her some cold water also, and I found my attitude immediately turned around and an uplift, and I started using different ideas that were given here, simple ideas that I knew this was a right idea and a power of a right idea couldn't be stopped. I knew that whatever was her duty to do, she could do without harm to herself, which is some, uh, uh, something Mrs. Eddy wrote about in Science and Health on page 385. The mower uh, was stalling a lot at first, but it seemed right for her to complete this job. So I continued to pray, knowing that this mower was a mechanism in mind, God, and was under his uh, laws of perfect action. The situation completely turned around, and the mower stopped stalling and ran very smoothly, and she was able to finish the job sooner than I had seen her do previously over the last few weeks. I was so grateful to witness again the law of God as, uh, which is all-powerful over all material situations. It was such a blessing to be thinking of praying rather than worrying. I was so grateful for all the learning I'm getting here about how to pray and bless others. I'm so grateful to our God, to Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy and this church. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Carol. Um, I'm very grateful for a healing I had several years ago. Um, I had been working in my yard and uh, got tangled up with some poison ivy. And uh, when I went to work the next day, my face was rather swollen on one side and uh, itchy and red. And uh, my co-workers noticed and commented on it. And uh, uh, when it was time, I, I called for help from a practitioner in this church. And the practitioner reminded me that God made the plants of the earth, and he would never make anything that could harm his children. And I, it just lifted my whole thought, and I realized how foolish it is to believe in that, that, that there's poison in a plant that God made. And uh, so I thanked her and, and hung up the phone and started walking back to my desk. And as I was walking, I could feel the the swelling in my face going down. It was, it was just amazing. It was the most wonderful healing that I believe I've ever experienced. It was so quick and so complete. And uh, so I'm very, very grateful for the help of the practitioner and very grateful to God for, for giving us Christian science. It's a wonderful way of life and it, it takes care of every emergency that we can find. I'm very, very grateful to be here. Thank you. Jeremy, go ahead. This past Sunday marked nine years that I've been here at the church. 
My gratitude tonight is for God and the prayers of my practitioner bringing me here so I could find my place and purpose. Over these years, I've learned many lessons and had many healings, and the pure Christian science taught here has changed all parts of my life and made it a life worth living. I was going over my life before I came to Plainfield, trying to think of some big change that's occurred so I could talk about it, and I remembered that I felt before that I didn't know how to make decisions. I always had this thought that I couldn't know all the variables in a situation in order to make the best decision possible. And that thought would paralyze me for big decisions, so often I would let other people make that decision, and I would just think, well, we'll see how this goes. Well, it often went poorly, because as I see now, there was no God in it. But then I came here and learned that there's no variableness in God. I've been taught here to seek divine inspiration in all things, instead of trying to make decisions humanly. And I've proved to myself that God is always talking to me and all of us, always telling us how to proceed. Learning this has made it so that I've been able to be useful to God each day. I'm so thankful for the opportunities that being a member of this church have given me and grateful for Christian science and practitioner support. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I'm very grateful for Christian science. It is the most beautiful way of life to study the Bible and science and health each day. And I am so grateful that Plainfield Independent have saved the writings of our early workers. An article was recommended for reading at the Sunday service a couple of weeks ago entitled Love More by Bicknell Young. It's a really beautiful article, and I worked with it a few times. The following passage particularly struck me, quote, Love more, all the time love more, and then more, and don't let it be sentiment. Just love, the love which teaches compassion, where nobody is condemned, where nobody is for a single moment cast out of heaven, but is always being redeemed. End quote. A little occurrence which happened this week really illustrated this for me. We have a lot of charities in the city in which I live, charities focused on looking after people who are homeless, soup kitchens, hostels, and it's really good to have this charity work always going on in our city. On this day, there was one particular man who had his hands in a gesture of prayer. It just melted my heart. I knew I had a banknote in my bag for a rainy day just in case I ever needed it. But here was this man on a rainy day who did need it. It took me ages to find. It was hidden away in a deep fold in the inner lining of my bag. And I just said in thought, Father, if this is the one who needs this money, you will put my hand right onto it. And he did. 
My hand went straight onto that banknote and I happily gave it to this man. And I shared something that my practitioner here often says, keep your joy. He was so sweet and grateful and we had to rush on to catch the light in the rain. As we were walking up a hill, not one block from this person, a banknote blew onto my husband's shoe. <laughs> we looked around, we looked at each other, we couldn't find or even see any other person around in the street, no one to give it back to. So we just laughed and we thanked God. It was the exact same amount of money we had just given to that man. <laughs> so we put the banknote away and we will carry that money and give it to the next needy person that we see. And I just thought, here was the most sweet and kind example of our dear Father Mother God. We hadn't even gone a block after helping someone, then this exact same amount of money was returned to us so that we could do more good for someone else next time. I love all we are learning here. Thank you, Plainfield, for those wonderful words of Bicknell Young, where nobody is condemned and nobody is cast out of heaven, but is always in the process of being redeemed. Thank you so much to our wonderful practitioners and teachers at this church. Thank you so much for everything, dear Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Craig. I'd just like to give gratitude to Florence. Uh, the thought of man's perfectibility and perfection is most wonderful. As, <clears throat> and I, I learned it here through our faithful practitioners and our teacher. And it means so much uh, in, in good times and I guess I should say rougher times. Uh, recently, uh, the world thought it's been bothering me a bit. It's about a lot going on in first cutting the Congress and Senate. And the news keeps running, and I'm trying to stay above it to be of use to God and of <clears throat> my home. And I, uh, the lesson so helps me. The 23rd Psalm says, Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for they are with me. They rod my staff. They comfort me, and I realize the rod tells me what not to do, and the staff helps me do what I should do. And that, uh, just to turn away from all this arguing and just know that what, know the truth. God, there is an answer, and God is doing it right now. And I don't need to get embroiled in all sorts of human opinions and approaches, but I can trust him and, and be productive instead of non-productive. I thank God for these lessons that provided that keep us in the right, <clears throat> thinking right, and give us strength to keep doing right. It means so very much, because uh, with that is, is peace in that, and not discouragement, and I can hear God and then do as he says. And, and then I'm sure when this, 
the uh, the right things can support you know, all right action, legislature and wherever else, and but not to be pulled down by just uh, a bunch of human opinions. I thank God for Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and the wonderful music. We learn in this church to see the good in everything. I'm grateful for a fall I had a few years ago that woke me up to get back to God. I went to a store but couldn't find what I needed anywhere and left annoyed. In the parking lot, I tripped over a rise in the base on the baseboard and fell down and got right up with only a few scratches. It came to me clearly that I hadn't asked God where to go. My annoyance separated me from God. I was so grateful for this wake-up call and thanked God for caring for me. I then asked him where I should go and the thought came and I found just what I needed and kept thanking God. I'm grateful to God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for this healing, wonderful way of life, Christian science, and to be learning to go to God for all our needs. Thank you. Thank you. Mary Beth. Good evening. I have a few things to read tonight. Uh, the first from Virginia. Thank you so much for the teaching and inspiration in the Bible study on Saturday, June 4th, and the round table on Sunday, June 5th. So many practical truths and examples were given which, which may be put to use immediately. A definition from Webster 1828 Dictionary quote, was, was given, quote, Man is the visible manifestation and presence of the living God, end quote. And from footsteps, man, God's representative to enforce God's law. These ideas certainly put you on a good, solid foundation with a holy and powerful purpose. Thank you for the teaching and for everyone's ideas and examples shared. Pennsylvania, the article, God is Individual Consciousness by Bignell Young is so amazing. Thank you for including the audio so beautifully read in a calendar email. It even enlarges on the idea of, quote, no peaking, helpful, helpfully discussed at this Sunday's roundtable. And then a little poem from Australia. Cohesion, what claims to be is not, what is we cannot see. Revelation reveals Eden, true cohesion, the blind cannot see. Let him be, find thyself, then all witness me. This is South Dakota. Thank you, Plainfield, for your loving dedication and the resources you make available towards a deeper expression of and understanding of the Christ. Thank you to all the workers at Plainfield including the practitioners that support our individual and collective growth. Love to you all. And then lastly, this is a testimony 
uh, someone new from South Africa. I had gone for my evening walk of about a mile out in nature. When I returned home, I went first to my bedroom, then without a, a warning, I collapsed on the floor. I immediately pulled myself up on the bed, but with great difficulty. I live alone and pretty isolated in the African bush. I stated God is here and taking care of everything important to me. I didn't know what happened to me, but figured it might be a stroke. My computer was just there, so I Skyped a practitioner I often use in touch with, over, in touch with overseas. He said he would immediately work for me and assured me of God's presence. I wanted to call a friend for some practical help, but then noticed I had no more airtime. On top just then, our power went out, called load shedding. I felt like there was not much to do but just to stay in bed for the night. While I was going through this experience, I can really say that God was taking care of me. I live completely alone in a place with few facilities and few friends, but my daily needs were met, whether I created ingenious ways to get around, like even to the bathroom or fridge, I ordered takeaways and, bo and boxes of bananas and spent the better part of five months in bed, working daily with a practitioner and reading Science and Health cover to cover twice. I eventually could get around myself walking, driving, but in, in a rather limited way. This carried on for another nine months and there was slow improvement, but I was very discouraged. I knew it was not just about healing matter, but about waking up to the truth of my being. I kept asking God to show me how to wake up. I would just talk to God and ask him to just show me. I had never had a problem that dragged on so long. I was still in touch with several practitioners though at this time, through, throughout this time, but with slow progress humanly. I wanted a better sense of body and came across an article by Edward Kimball that really gave me a new insight of body. It emphatically woke me up. I was impelled to get in touch with one of the practitioners from this Plainfield Church. I sent an email requesting help. Within a day, I felt profound improvement and was filled with joy and hope. We worked together for the next few days and I was healed. I was overwhelmed with gratitude and ever so happy to be walking normally again and dancing and gardening and swimming. I felt so very grateful for the resources of the Plainfield, which the Plainfield Church provides, which I have only just started to explore and to dig into. Much love and gratitude. So I just will say briefly how grateful I am to be here tonight, such a wonderful meeting. Those were beautiful readings and read beautifully and our beautiful music and testimonies. Thank, thank you to all and to all a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 137. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. 
I come to thee. Hymn number 137. 